From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Welcome once again to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit, a subject which is sadly neglected in our day. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. To preach deliverance to the captives. None but Jesus can give deliverance to captives. Real liberty comes from Him only. It is a liberty righteously bestowed. For the Son, who is heir of all things, has a right to make men free. The saints honor the justice of God, which now secures their salvation. It is a liberty which has been dearly purchased. Christ speaks it by His power, but He bought it by His blood. He makes thee free, but it is by His own bonds. Thou goest clear, because He bare thy burden for thee. Thou art set at liberty, because He has suffered in thy stead. But though dearly purchased... He freely gives it. Jesus asks nothing of us as a preparation for this liberty. He finds us sitting in sackcloth and ashes and bids us put on the beautiful array of freedom. He saves us just as we are and all without our help or merit. When Jesus sets free, the liberty is perpetually entailed. No chains can bind again. Let the Master say to me, Captive, I have delivered thee and it is done forever. Satan may plot to enslave us, but if the Lord be on our side, whom shall we fear? The world with its temptations may seek to ensnare us, but mightier is he who is for us than all they who be against us. The machinations of our own deceitful hearts may harass and annoy us, but he who hath begun the good work in us will carry it on and perfect it to the end. The foes of God and the enemies of man may gather their hosts together and come with concentrated fury against us. But if God acquitteth, who is he that condemneth? Not more free is the eagle which mounts to his rocky eyrie and afterwards outsoars the clouds than the soul which Christ hath delivered. If we are no more under the law, but free from its curse, let our liberty be practically exhibited in our serving God with gratitude and delight. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. Lord, 
what wilt thou have me to do? Master, thou callest, I gladly obey. Only direct me, and I'll find thy way. Teach me the mission appointed for me. What is my labor, and where it shall be? Thou callest, and this I reply, ready and willing, Lord, here am I. Willing, my Savior, to take up the In this day of many uncertainties, the political unrest, widespread violence, and moral confusion, people are asking, what is it all about? What does life mean, or does it have any meaning? Thankfully, there is one place where despairing men, women, and young people can find the answers to those questions, the Holy Bible, God's inspired, inerrant word. The Apostle Paul, speaking of the gospel, wrote, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. He was referring to the righteousness that God gives to sinners on the basis of Christ's death on the cross. A medical doctor who found life's answer in Christ has written a brief summary of the central teaching of the Bible in a booklet called The Meaning of Life and the Love of God. In a few clearly written pages, he explains how sinners can find forgiveness and redemption in God's blessed Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
For a free copy of The Meaning of Life and the Love of God, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of The Meaning of Life and the Love of God, and we'll be happy to provide it. Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he brings the opening portion of a message based on Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. As Dr. Cairns will show, this statement is synonymous with regeneration. This is not a reference to becoming a member of a church, nor does it refer to water baptism. Paul is teaching here that it is by regeneration that the Holy Spirit brings us into vital union with Christ. Now, Dr. Cairns will introduce this message, Baptized by the Spirit into the Body of Christ. Our Bible reading this morning is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Neither are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. 
But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, <clears throat> first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Amen. The Lord will add his own blessing to the reading of his precious word for his name's sake. For some weeks now we have been considering in the word of God the person and the work of the Holy Spirit of God. In our last study we turned to see what the scriptures had to say on the subject of regeneration. And on that occasion, I dealt with that subject in its strict sense. The impartation of life to dead souls by the sovereign act of God the Holy Spirit. 
But as we look into the Word of God, we find that regeneration can be looked at in a much wider sense. I have looked at it in that strict theological sense, a very biblical sense. But nonetheless, it has many ramifications. And today, and as the Lord leads in one or two studies to follow, I want us to think some more in this general area. Today we're turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13, where we read, By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Today I want us to think very specifically upon the baptism of the Holy Ghost into the body of Christ. His baptism of his people into the body of Christ. Let me just say as an explanation that I believe this is one of those expressions in Scripture which may, to all intents and purposes, be taken as synonymous with regeneration or synonymous with the new birth. These are different expressions, and therefore they have different emphases. But nonetheless, they are dealing specifically with the one great basic truth. Today we're going to look at this aspect of regeneration and the new birth, the act of the Spirit of God baptizing His people into the body of Christ. Now I have three very simple statements to make upon this work of the Holy Ghost. When I say I have three simple statements to make, that always makes some people feel good. Uh, they think they'll get out before the roast beef is altogether incinerated. But I wouldn't be too sure, because you never know, there may be one or two other things under the three things that will come to mind. But very simply, let me point out to you where we're going today, what this means. Baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. First of all, we're going to look at this fact, that the Holy Spirit brings us into vital union with Christ. That is the first and basic meaning of this statement of Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. The Holy Spirit brings us into vital union with Christ. The second great truth here is that the Holy Spirit brings us into vital unity with all others who are baptized into Christ. So firstly, we're going to deal with the work of the Holy Ghost, bringing us into union with Christ. And then secondly, the work of the Holy Ghost in bringing us into unity 
with all the rest of the people of God. And then thirdly, we're going to spend a, a little time thinking upon the relationship of the Spirit to the body. Because the third great truth here is that the Holy Spirit is the supplier and is the sustainer of the vital life of the church and of the individual Christian. If I could put it this way, what the soul is to the human body, the Spirit of God is to the mystical body and to every member of it. So these then are the three great truths which the Apostle Paul is laying before us in these words. First of all, we're going to deal with this fact that by baptizing us into the body, the Holy Spirit brings us into vital union with Christ. The body here is the body of Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 23 speaks of the church which is His body. The church is Christ's body. And when Paul says we are baptized into the body, we must not take it that he is merely saying that we are brought into the communion of an earthly gathering of people. That is true. But that is only a subsidiary truth. It is a secondary and derived truth that would have no truth in it were it not first for this tremendously basic and important truth that by His work the Holy Spirit brings the Christian into the very unity of the body of Christ. He puts them in vital union with His Redeemer. Now I want you to get what Paul is saying. It is specifically by the regenerating action of God the Holy Spirit that men are brought into union with Jesus Christ. Now some of you have the privilege at times when it's tough going you might think the misfortune to study the subject of theology. What I have said may raise some questions in your mind. Because it is normally said by good, solid, Bible-believing theologians that faith is that which unites us to Christ. Now there is a sense in which that is true. We are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. There is a sense in which it is faith that unites us to Christ. And if faith is isolated there from every other work of grace that leads to a work of man. Now let me explain this to you. What we mean simply by that is that we do not personally come into the consciousness of being in Christ 
We do not come into the consciousness of the forgiveness of Christ. We do not come into the consciousness of righteousness imputed from Christ except by faith. We are justified by faith. We become God's children by faith. It is not by any other act. It is not by baptism. It is not by repentance on its own. Repentance is the one side of the coin. Faith is the other. But there are people like those who have been taken up with uh, that wicked system known as Romanism that have made repentance a separate thing from faith. And they have worked out a whole system of penitential works by which they hope to enter into Christ. It is by faith that a man is saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. God save us from ever departing from the simplicity of the gospel in that vital area. But you see, what Paul is dealing with here is not primarily our experience of forgiveness and justifying power, etc. He's going to the root of that experience. He's going to the cause of that experience. He is going to the great fundamental spiritual reality. In other words, he is saying that lying back of our faith, lying back of our decision, lying back of our coming to Christ, Lying back of the first step that we ever took to the Son of God, there is a mighty action of God in His sovereign grace and power. I would to God that that branch of Christian doctrine would be preached by preachers today. I would to God that it would be realized that salvation is not experienced merely by any decision of the flesh. Salvation is not entered into by anything that man can do working upon his own depraved will. Salvation is experienced by faith, and that faith is the product of a prior gracious work of God. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. 
This is Charles Kelch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. Mm-hmm.